Hi, hi, Niranjan. Hi, Ranjana. How are you guys doing today? Hi, Mohit. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for asking. How you been? Great, great. I'm amazing. So, so uh, before we set the, you know, uh, or start with the conversation, I would like to set the context and base of the session, right? So today we'll be talking about how, you know, AI-powered solutions are shaping the edtech industry. And uh, today we have Niranjan and Ranjana uh, from Attention Card who will be, you know, uh, discussing in depth about how how uh, AI is enabling the next frontier for education or even, right? So uh, before before we start or get into discussion, I would like to know more about uh, you know both of you, probably Niranjan, if you can uh, give a brief about yourself, and then probably Ranjana, you can uh, shed some light. Yes, Mohit, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Mohit, before uh, coming up with an idea of attention card, I was working as a co-founder and just CEO uh, for a, a health uh, healthcare tech company called Medapp.in. Uh, this company was incorporated in 2015. Uh, we had some ups and downs. Uh, that was my first startup uh, with my other couple of co-founders. Uh, we failed first two years, uh, really. Uh, we didn't achieve what we expected to achieve. And uh, slowly, we understood the mistakes. Two years taught us lessons. Uh, we learned lessons by our mistakes. Then 2017, we... Uh, deviated the business model. We changed the business model from what we started with. Uh, and we started delivering the healthcare services at the doorstep. When I say healthcare services at the doorstep, it was uh, primary and secondary healthcare services at the doorstep at the uh, affordable price. Uh, we were the first one in India who were uh, delivering uh, primary secondary healthcare services at a cost of 150 rupees. Uh, whereas there were a couple of companies who are providing nursing services. When I say uh, services, it can be of catheterization, it can be of bed bath and taking uh, taking care of patients who had fracture and doing wound dressing at the doorstep. These were the bunch of the procedures we used to do it at doorstep and charge them 150 rupees to 180 rupees. That is where we started our journey in, uh, in Medap.in and uh, we scaled it from one city to 45 cities across India and uh, uh, slowly uh, we ventured into a pharma market. Then from B2C, we, we changed the business model again to B2B and uh, uh, in, during COVID, uh, we, we did a take a hit uh, in terms of operations uh, since there was a protocol of social distancing and we were doing a mass uh, investigations and uh, mass screening camps across India. Our operations were shut. At the same time, um, my, uh, my son uh, got dropped out of the school uh, then uh, because of uh, some of his uh, learning difficulties like dyslexic nature is why I got the thought of attention card and came up with the idea of attention card. So uh, if I have to give you my education background, I have completed my MBA in administration. This uh, this is uh, this is about my background, uh, Mohit. So you know how you transition from uh, medical industry to to e-learning and quite quite impressive, Niranjan. And I'm sure you might have had your fair share of learnings from uh, the the experience that you gained uh, from from running a startup and and 
I'm sure that that helps you uh, throughout, right? So yes. Now over to you. Uh, if you can shed some uh, basically, I'm a data scientist. Uh, previously, before attention card, I was working for a MNC as a data scientist. There, my role was uh, to do the automate building the data science uh, use cases for an automation. Basically, we are uh, building a for PIM platform. We are build we are using a data science to automate the manpower, like to automate the works and reduce the manpower. Uh, basically, I was working in that area uh, from past one year, like uh, one, one and a half year. I've been with attention card team here, uh, have been handling the technology part. Uh, that is my like short introduction. Interesting, interesting. So, so moving on, Ranjan, uh, uh, can you give me an overview of the industry size and what are the market dynamics that come into the play when we talk about e-learning or education sector? Uh, yes, Mohit. Uh, uh, Mohit, we, uh, see, uh, I gave you a, a short story of uh, how we came up with this idea of attention card. Uh, basically, uh, see, when uh, when I told you about uh, my son getting dropped out of the school because of his dyslexic nature, uh, it is not that uh, kids with a learning difficulty uh, can't learn or can't study or... Uh, they have to study the syllabus which is being provided by the universities or the schools. Uh, so it is all about what they are interested in. It can be of any other kids or the kids with a learning difficulty. Having understood this, uh, so uh, the problems, the story behind, the exact story behind uh, the solution that we have built in Attention Card is, uh, we all know, like, you know, how this tech market uh, uh, has been crowded now, like, you know, how this edtech ed, ed startups emerged in the market during uh, pandemic and post-pandemic. Uh, see, uh, if we have to look back and understand, uh, before five years, education system was not the same. I think people used to laugh when if someone uh, who comes from an entrepreneur background of edtech startups and tell and convey that story or, or narrate the story of telling I have a startup of edtech. Uh, people used to laugh and say that how, how is it even possible to teach students online? So here, uh, that means uh, long story short, what I wanted to tell you is uh, before five years, education system was not the same. Uh, more than ever before, we understood the effective of online learning, which has come uh, to forefront during pandemic and post pandemic. So the main concern we as the co-founders had was uh, after these many edtech startups emerged in the market, how to measure student engagement during online classes. Uh, that, that is one of the concern, what gave us a thought of building a solution that we have built. Whereas in traditional classrooms, teachers were as easily getting to know that students are bored or they are not attentive, or they are being impulsive in the classes, whether they are being mischievous or cheating or, or talking to someone, where that means during the traditional classes, teachers had control on the students. Uh, so this was not the same when it comes to online teaching. That means we understood uh, how a data analytics and artificial can play a major role here. That means uh, if I have to 
list it out in terms of problem uh, the edtech startup struggled with the ensuring satisfactory usability of the con content uh, that means um uh, i will just give you an example uh if 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 i have uh, enrolled my son uh, for an online classes uh, on any of the edtech platforms which are existing in the market today at the end of the day i i never questioned myself either 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 i never thought twice to pay pay the premium that was asked by the companies or the organization at the end of the day my question was if i am paying you a premium of 25000 or 50000 annually what are the insights insights matlab where is that my son spending his time during online classes the reason i enroll him here or the reason that i want him to uh, study the classes or study the subjects online is since i don't have time to sit with him and tuition him that means uh, if if i am spending on something i want to know where his time is spent if if the class starts in the morning at 9 o'clock online classes starts at 9 o'clock whether he was there during that entire session was my question if uh, he was there during that entire session from 9 to 10 how attentive he was during that online classes uh, whether he was really impulsive whether he was sleeping being present in front of the screen uh, whether he was bored or whether he was sad whereas uh, uh, i i don't want to take the name uh, i i i asked the same uh, on which platform i engaged my son they were unable to share the insights and the analytics of my son's engagement during the online classes this is also one of the reason uh, why we came up with this solution that means uh, if i have this question probably a uh, 3 out of 10 other parents also might have the same question saying if i engage my kids what is that they are doing on the during the online classes these are the some of the problems that we identified then the other thing is like i also asked them one more uh, one more uh, question that clarification i asked is since my son is engaged on more than four subjects in more than four subjects online i want to know which subject is he interested or he showing more interested at the end of the day yes we can sit back and say uh, we will derive this matrix out of the scoring that he do in his exam but is it the right way to derive the matrix of his uh, understanding about the subjects no probably i wanted more than what i was able to procure is why i understood the problem and we came up with the solution having said that having said that those are the problems that we listed and these problems are not the problems which emerged out of our ideas or out of our assumptions these are the problems uh, which are been uh, paper presented by a uh, uh, very big universities in the market it can be iit delhi they have done a thesis presentation and a paper presentation saying uh, the online 
education or ed tech platforms would face these kind of problems in the future. Uh, there are a couple of studies being uh, presented by Stanford saying uh, during the online classes, uh, boredom can be one of the problem. Uh, students' attentiveness can be one of the problem. These are the bunch of the problem which researchers have been listed and this is what they have to say about the problems during the online classes. So those were the problems. Having said that, the solutions that as an attention card, we came up with uh, three solutions. Uh, we have classified, uh, uh, we have segregated our solutions into three dimensions, which we call it as three attributes. Under three attributes, we have um, classified 15 features. Uh, these three dimensions are like, uh, we monitor, in, uh, behavioral engagement where we getting to understand the participants uh, ideas like classroom interactions activities and assignments out of this behavior engagement and uh, the second dimension is a cognitive engagement here we will be able to derive how the learner is focused on participation and implementation of creative ideas or skills completing assignments. This is the objective of cognitive engagement analytics. So the third dimension is in emotional engagement. So where we here, we have built a features under this solution is like, we'll be able to understand whether the, the kid is sad, whether he is happy at what exact point uh, during that class he was happy or at what exact point he was sorrow or sad or like you know uh, impulsive or like he was neutral so the solution that i'm trying to explain mm -hmm. or i'm highlighting it is not just about a solution that we have built this solution has its own uh, advantages the advantage is such like with this solution at the first place the edtech companies can validate the educator will be able to share the insights with the uh, parents saying, if your son is engaged for 45 minutes during the online classes, he was attentive for 20 minutes. He was highly attentive for 15 minutes, whereas he was sad for five minutes, whether he was happy for three minutes, he was neutral for the rest of the time. This metrics, this analytics also helps the parents to understand uh, where where his concentration is. For example, when he when he is attending an online class for physics, what his attention span is. When he is attending uh, attending a class of mathematics, what his attention span is. This matrix helps the parents to understand his, their students' interest based learning, and this helps the tech companies to uh, validate the educators. This helps the head tech companies to validate the content creators because this, for example, for example, if, if a kid is engaged through this system for, uh, let's say, for an year, we will understand whenever he watches a physics, whenever he watch an arts class, whenever he watch a mathematics class, how much interest and attentiveness he pays. By this, this by this 
the parents also can reach out to a counselor or a, a specialist where they can help that kid to focus or what is that bothering him or why he's not able to pay that attention and concentration and help the kids to focus in that particular weak area. This, this, is, this is what uh, about the solution. And we have also built a unique feature uh, with an objective of convenience uh, in, uh, in our system where uh, we have understood learning analytics has a potential to help to help us understand which course are more effective. That means this helps the edtech companies to understand which course has most effective or each learner based on their personal preferences and needs. So they don't need to market and push all the subjects to all the students. This helps them to classify if, if there are students A, B, C, D, uh, a student D is more interested in that particular subject, A is in, interested in the other side of the subject. So this information can be used to improve future programs by tailoring the content to specific learners so they get a better education from the day one is our objective. Interesting bit, Niranjan. So, so you also mentioned that a lot of factors that play uh, a pivotal role in learning journey are the are based upon data, right? So, so basically, you can make a lot of decisions based upon the data. As a parent, as well, it's quite important for me to understand what or where my child is going wrong or where he's going right. Probably correct. So, basis, basis yes. the, the the analytics and. Uh, ஆனாலிசிஸ் Uh, basically what we are doing is uh, we, we we will uh, uh, we have incorporated the ai pipeline which will take the visual data from the web camera and we, we will uh, analyze the uh, data that visual data of the learners or a users any users who are engaging in a particular session it whether it may be uh, uh, interaction online classes or exams we will analyze and uh, we will get the uh, predictions from the ai uh, algorithm and we will convert it into the actionable insights which will be uh, which easily understandable by the stakeholders whether it can be a teacher or tutors or our institutions so that they can have their insights data insights and they can have the they can do the decision making accordingly this is the entire system how it will work interesting interesting ranjana uh, right so so moving on to my next question right so anjan uh, how mature is the indian market when we compare it to the rest of the world program uh, moy that's a very good question <laughs> okay so uh, see uh, i i would rather answer this uh, this way um uh, see if i have to uh, justify the maturity uh, every company will have their own roadmap uh, this is a new solution that we have uh, come up with and this is a new solution that we have built in the market and as i told as if uh, 
even though we are B2B, uh, we have built this as a first phase for the um, edtech companies. Uh, so when I say edtech companies, uh, for this, that means when I say edtech companies, our primary use case is for edtech sector. So uh, in terms of maturity, uh, as I mentioned earlier, they have their own roadmap. And also post-pandemic, since last 15 days, 20 days, uh, what is that we are uh, understanding and what is that we are reading in uh, most of the social medias and the articles which are out, like EdTech market is losing traction. The reason is uh, because post-pandemic, all the parents wanted their kids back in the school. They are getting their uh, children back to the traditional classrooms. Uh, it is not exactly the true answer. That is just uh, a, like, you know, uh, a justification being given randomly uh, in a layman language. But the reality is uh, when I spend 10 rupees, every individual, if I have to uh, give you a math in terms of returns, like, it can be in terms of fees the parents pay, or it can be in terms of uh, whatever the students spend, they would look for an ROI for the amount of money they spend. The ROI is not in terms of interest for the money they are spending. It is about, I give you this, what is that you are giving me back? I don't need to sit back and wait till my son's results are out and then realize I spent 50,000 from the last one year, this is worth. Whereas in traditional class, uh, traditional teaching in the schools, every once in a two months, every once in a three months, they call for a parents teachers meeting. They narrate the story of their, our kids, what he do in the classroom, how he behaves inside the classroom, outside the classroom. This was the satisfaction. This is the ROI I am talking about. This gives a parents a satisfaction. Oh, yes. Uh, teacher told me in the class he's not attentive. Today, this is what, as a parent, I'm talking as a parent, not as an entrepreneur, generally speaking. I want to hear this. What is he doing during the online classes? Whether he's, he's not in front of the screen, probably his screens are on, and he might be doing what he wants to do. At the end of the day, his failure is not an answer for me. His success probably is not an exact answer I'm looking for, uh, is what I sh should be telling in terms of uh, explanation, explanatory word, but in terms of maturity of the market, uh, we are finding it hard. Being brutally honest with you, we are finding it pretty hard to tap and help them understand the kind of solution that we have built, how it can create the value. We also uh, we also tell them this is not about uh, a business transaction. This is about this can be this can be a marketing strategy for you standalone. You can when you when you market your product to the parents, you can tell them. After each class, we will give you the insights of your kids' presence online. So again, uh, like you know, we are we are still struggling to help them understand what this solution can bring to their table. So that would be my answer to the question that you asked. Well, 
so we talked about uh, you know what the challenges the consumer is facing right so as a parent there are uh, pretty much uh, the major challenge that we are looking at is basically uh, you know how how the kid is performing right so tracking and monitoring bit is a challenge uh, i believe you highlighted uh, in in the conversation apart from that what is the other challenge do you feel that uh, you know a parent is facing uh, basically yes uh, see when you look at the market and understand uh, what kind of parents do engage their children for online classes let's understand the uh, scenario of our country india so here uh, 65% of our population is based out of rural areas 35% of our population is based out of urban areas uh, again in urban areas the available market for the edtech space is very small space the parents who are working parents are the ones who engage their kids for online education why is that they engage their kids online education is since they don't have time to spend with their kids teaching them so this is one of the major problem among the working parents since that is the advice uh, available market for the edtech companies that market is not getting what exactly they want from these companies so this is one of the major problem among the parents so i don't have time so i pay you this premium but at the end of the day for the premium i pay you i want to know what he does like you mentioned that uh, niranjan interesting interesting right so so uh, you have been in this market right uh, you know it inside out primarily so in your opinion how the market has evolved probably what it was 5 uh, years back and what it is now might be drastically different right So if you can shed some light over there, it'll be great. Ah uh, yes, Mohit. Ah uh, Mohit, uh, I think uh, if we have to um, segregate this market from the last five years, ah uh, I think all the unicorn, ah uh, unicorn edtech companies who are doing so great today were not the same before five years. They were being questioned the same way, asking, "Do you really think that you will be getting the students?" for the online classes do you even think that this will be a success story down the line after 3 years or 5 years yes covid made it a success story but at the same time if you look back uh, the revolution happening in the market is massive i'm talking about generally a layman like you know a layman understanding uh, a general population understanding so 2015 slowly most of the edtech companies emerged into the market they struggled they did struggled but now we understood there is a huge scope for this that means when i classify this after every 2 years there is a massive growth and people started accepting it and understanding the importance of technology so what we are looking at is so it was an understanding from the last 5 years about the technology the future will be about ai and ml people even don't want to spend most of their time or a minimum time saying what is this what is that they just want a quick answer a quick uh, justification for what they do so a future uh, the market will be more of data science analytics and 
artificial intelligence is what we are looking at. If I look back from five years to down the line after three years. Interesting, but right. So then that brings me to my very last question for you. Uh, where do you position attention card in probably next, let's say, three years or so? Uh, yes, Mohit. Uh, I don't know whether I should take this question uh, uh, in terms of... Uh, uh, scaling wise or uh, in terms of business wise or in terms of uh, uh, in terms of mission and vision uh, we are more focused into a social cause and social impact the answer is like uh, we have understood uh, as uh, i will just give you a small um, mathematics of uh, uh, the children's in the classroom let's say if there are 100 children's in a classroom uh, as per studies, the statistics shows uh, 17 students out of 100 students suffer from learning difficulty. This learning difficulty can be of various, like it can be of dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia. So these are all the some of the learning difficulty. When I say dyscalculia, it is not that they have a disease the physically challenged or mentally challenged it is that they get confused when i when they see the problems when i when they see the mathematics that mathematics jumbles up in their head i think the best example for dyslexia is tarez amin per what uh, amir khan uh, showed way way before i think that is when really people understood what dyslexia is so so that 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 is where I'm coming from when uh, when I say all this put together down the line where we are saying is we are looking at changing at least one kid's life out of five children's that means we are on a mission with an objective of interest-based learning and validating the learner performance during the online classes interesting take on that question Ranjana, to be honest and I believe uh, that that was a very insightful session altogether, right? So I got to learn myself a lot of new things probably, right? Uh, so so it was a pleasure having you here, Naranjana and Ranjana, right? Thanks for your inputs and amazing. amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Mohit. This has been an amazing session with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Mohit.